Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, I have a voice this week. Yeah, you're not like uh, I'm not like hello. Crying, crying like you caught like two NFL games in a row. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh no, I had a voice like an NFL ref. I would say something, but then be wrong. And scripted. <laughs> I love the scripted thing. Dude, the the CBS doing the scripted like post like that was kind of like not cool, right? I did, oh, like, CBS did. So I did C- see that yeah, one. so CBS was like, oh yeah, this is the script for for everything. And you know, it's like, you know, you're a major sports network. Maybe you don't. You know, talk about it being scripted. You know, yeah. it's just a, it's just a bad look. Yeah, I didn't see that. Well, I mean, it's no, it's not as bad as freaking officials. But anyway. well, well, that is very true, true indeed. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that at all, though. But uh, but yeah, so we have another <laughs> good episode this week. Um, we are talking about episode four of The Last of Us. We've got news about Showtime. Which is like new for us. We don't really talk about Showtime very much. Um, Disney news because we love when Disney has to take an L. Um, Spider-Man Noir, not on Disney, but there's reasons for that. And then another Yellowstone spinoff. Yet another. Sounds like it's probably it's almost like it's competing with the whole billions, which we'll get into. Well, in a minute. it's Kim. Well, so uh, Taylor, and Dexter is it Taylor Sheridan? Is that the name of yes. the guy who's a showrunner? He ha- yeah. he holds the record, the Guinness Book of World Records, for running the most shows at the same time. I didn't even realize that so, was a Guinness like, Book record. Well, I mean, there's there's a uh, there's a record for everything. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay, so you know what's funny is I just did a search for Taylor Sheridan, and mm-hmm. uh, when I when I pulled up my Brave browser, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it was a bunch of buffalo in a field. Oh shit! <laughs> Taylor Sheridan is the guy that played David Hale, who was the deputy sheriff in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I yep. did not know that. I did not realize he yeah. is the showrunner. I never knew that guy's name yeah. until, like, I'm today years old when I figured that out. And he <laughs> yeah, wrote the I, I, screenplay for Hell or High Water? Yes, he did. Yep. Dude. He's my new favorite person in Hollywood. Uh, no, dude. He, uh, like, I mean, he, he wrote Hell or High Water, mm-hmm. Sicario, Wind River, Sicario, David Soldado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, so he's got, he, so, okay. So he's got, uh, the last cowboy without remorse, um, 1883 Yellowstone, Tulsa King, 1923 and Mary of Kingstown all going right now. Plus, you know, uh, whatever's next. <laughs> yeah. He has so. four upcoming, which include Yellowstone spinoff. Oh, Land man. so the Yellowstone 666, the four sixes, is the farm where Jimmy goes. So, but anyway. Sure. Um, And then Lioness. <laughs> so I know you haven't watched it, but. I know. I know. Uh, it's just... Ooh, Lioness sounds good. A young Marine is recruited by the CIA to befriend the daughter of a terrorist group in order to bring down the organization from within. Uh, okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, but oh, Zoe Saldana's in this. Interesting. That one. Oh yeah, cool. But um, yeah, I he is. Uh, I try, I'm trying to think of when I found out he did. Uh, it was a couple years ago where when I found out he did. Uh, Hello, High Water. Yeah, because that oh. was you saw that first and you kept telling me about Dude, that it. That was my favorite movie of 2015. It. That was my absolute favorite movie of 2015. So, um, the that that. Lioness sounds a lot like that uh, old Showtime show, Sleeper Cell. Um, in a way. Oh, I've never, I never saw that. Um, it was good. It had, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't stop yawning. It had Michael, uh, Michael Ely as uh, Darwin, the main oh, character. I'm... So okay, and uh, Oded Fair was uh, was also in it. So yeah, 
Anyway, all right. So, how are you? Having a good week? Yes. Um, Brand. Did you all get that wind to like we yes. did down here? Yes, we had like massively high winds. Um, and I went outside and there were like trash cans everywhere. It's <laughs> like, okay. I, it was, it was pretty much all day here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ohio's just having a banner, banner couple of days, you know, arresting journalists, um, for, for reporting on a train wreck. Train derailments. Yeah. So, dude, do you think Mr. Glass did it? Possibly. I mean, is he trying to find the security guard? What was Bruce Willis's hero name? Oh, we don't find that out. I don't remember, but yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. All right. Um, let's uh, let's just hop right into the first story. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So all of our so one. Uh, I don't know if you all have noticed, but like all of our news lately has been coming from the Hollywood Reporter for the most part, because unless we're talking about things that are, um rumor i look at the hollywood reporter and maybe deadline as the two places where i want to pull our news from because we know for the most part it's going to be legit what about screen rant uh screen rant no like maybe (laughs) if we talk about rumors that we know are going to be wrong or are written by idiots (laughs) we could do screen rant but (laughs) anyway all right so our first uh, our first of four stories the Hollywood Reporter today. Uh, Dexter, Dexter Billions spinoffs in the works as Showtime doubles down on franchise plan. So uh, new exec Chris McCarthy um, is the soon-to-be-named Paramount Plus on Showtime, which is a mouthful, um, has, has, has come up with the idea that what they really need to do is to do lots of, of franchise like spinoff of their their successful franchises um he is the exact who is credited with growing taylor sheridan's um yellowstone franchise which we'll get to that in a little bit um but they're really interested in expanding the two biggest showtime dramas dexter and billions um, what cracks me up is they're talking about four series connected to billions, including millions and trillions. <laughs> and all I can think is Bernie Sanders going, it's the billionaires and the billionaires. And then he yeah. became a millionaire. It's the billionaires. It's the billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> so, the trillionaires and the billionaires. So... Um, both from uh, executive producer Brian Koppelman and Devin, uh, I'm sorry, David Levin, who are the ones who are responsible for the billions. They're the co-creators of, of billions, which I still haven't finished because I don't have Showtime and I watched uh, the early seasons on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting for like new stuff to show up on Amazon constantly. The other thing is they're going to do a Dexter prequel series, Dexter Origins. There's talk of continuing the Dexter New Blood and um, the doing a one about the uh, some of the more iconic characters like the Trinity Killer. I think doing an anthology Dexter series about the early lives of the serial killers. That is exactly safe. Wait, words. Would that, be very interesting. When I was reading this article... Mm-hmm. That's the first when I saw that about the kid, the kids like that would be perfect where you would just do an anthology instead of doing a limited series for the Trinity Killer than a six episode do an anthology. And even if it was two parts in, I mean, you don't have to or you could do it like Sherlock. Yeah. In the sense of, you know, how Sherlock three had episodes. those three episodes that were extended. But what if do they, something like that? What if they did? OK, so hear me out. So they mm-hmm. do an anthology season. Like, you can do multiple seasons of this, but you do an anthology season where, like, three episodes is the Trinity Killer, three episodes is, you know, whichever other serial, um, you know, you could do the early life of Rudy, you know, his brother, or Brian. Um, But what would be interesting is Stephen Merchant as the young Trinity Killer. Stephen Merchant. Um, He was, like, the original Dwight character on The British Office. Um, 
because I know that name. Yeah, he's uh he's the voice of uh, Headley, the the second Gladys in Portal Two. Um, you'd know him if you saw him. Real tall, lanky British guy, right? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know exactly. What he you're would about. be. Yeah. He would. I think he would kill that, right? Because like he's as tall as John Lithgow. He's like you know really lean guy, and he's a you know I mean he's younger than John Lithgow. Um, which would be cool. I have to say, I loved Dexter New Blood. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't like it. And like, I watched the first episode for free on YouTube a while ago, or like right when it first came out. And I was like, I'm, you know, there's not enough here really for me to go pay for Showtime. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then a couple months ago, it was, it was 10, it was on the like, you know, jump into the TV shows for $10 for the first season. Um, and, and Dexter New Blood was one of them. And so we got it and we binged it in like four days. I mean, it was nine episodes, but like, you know, like we easily could have watched it in a day if we had like a Sunday <laughs> to do nothing. It's not like you've done that before for any show. Never. I've never, <laughs> I've never watched an entire season of Daredevil overnight. <laughs> you know, I mean, I liked the second season, so. I just couldn't stop. So, <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, every season of Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. But so um, yeah, I didn't realize he was a uh, little yeah. aside for Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Didn't realize he was. Now that I see his face, yeah. he was absolutely Caliban and Logan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I, I like I, I kind of like this idea, and I, I was trying to think of um, other Showtime shows that they could like revisit that maybe weren't as popular. Like the show Roadies, like I would like to see that one maybe revisited because it's um, Luke Wilson and um, Carla Gugino. So, you know, I like both mm-hmm. of them. And I actually kind of liked that show. And it was the first time I ever sh- I ever like saw Machine Gun Kelly in anything. And That's I random. had no idea who he was. And then it was like a year later, um, I was watching, or maybe like two or three years later, I was watching... Um, the one bite pizza thing with Dave Portnoy and like machine gun Kelly was an episode. I'm like, Oh, that's that dude from roadies. And then it's like, he's talking about a concert and I went and looked him up. I'm like, Oh, that's machine gun Kelly. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. Oh, that's who that guy <laughs> is. Right. And, and then like a year after that, Eminem did like a diss rap and he quit rap and like dyed his hair pink and became like a girl. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I think I think this is a really interesting thing to do. The other thing is they have Homeland. Not to be confused well, with Homelander. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, what this article is talking about with Homeland, though, there's the rights licensing deal issue. Yeah. I think it was this article. Yeah, it's at the or bottom. Or was it another one? It's at yeah. the bottom. I, like, you know, I mean, yeah, rights licensing, whatever. Um. But they, they do have the, they were talking about this show George Clooney called The Department mm-hmm. based on... Uh, an, an international TV show. Yeah. So who knows what they're going? Because Homeland, man, the first two seasons of Homeland. And if I kinda Homeland left, when it ended at the third season, mm-hmm. we would still talk about Homeland. I I mean that the first of all the idea, and then like man, that just the tension in the like I said, I didn't watch season three, so I don't know how good it was, but I just know the first two seasons of that show were so well done. Mm-hmm. Makes yes. me kind of want to watch it again. Right? To be honest. Right? I think it's on Hulu, actually. Oh. So, or it was. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. It's an interesting idea. Um, so, Fox, if you're listening, Space Above and Beyond, we definitely need that one back. Um, NBC Universal, if you're listening, another season of The Invisible Man, um, G versus E, and Farscape. <laughs> Dude, G versus E. Yeah. G versus Eo. So, um, anyway, all right. So let's hop over to the next story again from the Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) Disney, I love this. Disney starts and Disney targets three B in content savings over the next few years. Uh, The B stands for billion. Billion. As in the show. Billion. No, as in. 
This is the annualized savings target of $3 billion of future spending. CFO Christine McCarthy clarified, Disney still expects its content spending to remain in the low $30 billion range for fiscal 2023. Let me me save you some trouble. Don't ever do another episode, another even like script for Book of Boba Fett. No. And they already did another thing that I would have said. Don't yeah. don't touch Loki again. Yes, no more Loki. I think I, I think they've burned and like quartered at anything to do with She Hulk for the for the plus. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to touch um, that anymore. What was the one where it was the kid in Zoanzar Daxis from um, Game of Thrones? You know the one where the kid kid was like a super genius and could solve mysteries. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. No more of that. Yeah, that's no more. That's right here. That's right here on the picture. And I was just gonna say, that was such a horror. It was. It was. That was so bad. Um, No more live action like Lion Kings or Cinderella or uh, Jungle Book or you know just Little Mermaid as a write off. What? And you know, and when you get the budget for any of these Marvel films, say, okay, we'll do that, and then we'll take off twenty percent of that budget, no, no, maybe thirty percent, a hundred million off of the budget, just off because, the yeah, because you're you're wasting you're wasting your money. Yes, as yes. you could see in Phase Four, mm-hmm. Phase Four kicked you in your teeth. Well, I, Phase Five is not off to the to the rockets and sunshine rainbows uh start that they want it to be well i to be fair because i watched a couple videos about people like i watched drunk 3 p.m it's like what they were doing they were selectively putting some of the people and granted some of the people like they say it were shills and they had problems with it but other people didn't but like i said i don't care what any of those people say until i get people that you know i have my little little corner of youtube i uh you know reviewers I, I disagree I with the Geeks and Gamers crew about Scott Mendelson. Um, I think he's actually... I don't know. He's a shill for sure, but he's also a mm-hmm. very good movie reviewer. He he writes a very... You, you, know he's, you know he's got a bias towards... I want, Well, he did when he was doing this. He had a bias towards, I would like to go to more of these screenings. <laughs> right? <laughs> but... That being said, like, you know, I would like, I like to get a free swag bag every now and then. Um, yeah. Sure. Send me to Comic-Con. But that being said, um, he's, he's still, when he reviews a movie, he's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's going out of his way, not reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever, uh, the Wasp Quantumania, um, and he's saying you- the things he said, like, I, I do believe what he's saying. I do believe that, yes, it probably takes 30 to 40 minutes for the movie to get going, and they could have cut out whatever came before that. I, yeah. I, oh, I, I, see, I that, firmly believe that, that. Yeah, that part, I'm just talking about the how good the movie is or well, how bad it is. I mean, I, but these are I, the I, same people. Like, we've been talking about these these this yeah. particular group all week, right? Um, and we both like oh, them. We, we, we like, and, and, you know, I mean, I am, I, I like... I love the fact that Ryan Cannell does five minute videos <laughs> for like, your attention. Man. Well, it's not just that because I want to like consume, like I want to, I want to yeah. like get his point of view. I want to go get Chris Gore's yeah. point of view. And if I'm getting Chris Gore's point of view, it's 12 to 25 minutes. Right. Yeah, Which is yeah. not a problem, but like I, I, I want to get some other points of view too. And I, I yeah. like that. I like that Jay drunk three PO will do a three minute video. That's fun. I yeah. also like that he does a twelve minute video because I, I like I like his stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's like I understand like where these people are coming from. These are like the same people who are like so and so destroys or crowd booze, yeah. and it's like they play the clip. I'm like, what are you hearing? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So the the thing is when when I don't know when the uh, the um, when the reviews actually come out because those were all of these were from uh twitter so i'm wondering that should because the movie comes out friday yeah i'm Next assuming friday. the embargo is thursday yeah because they know okay. it's not good <laughs> so I, well, anyway, I don't so um disney here is they're looking to cut um i guess they increase their operating loss for 
fiscal 2024 to 1.1 billion um but they've lost like 100,000 subscribers, 161,000 subscribers, something like that. Um, is that it? From De Plus. That's a lot. I mean, that like. I know, I know. It's, that in, in well, a quarter. When are you talking about? In, in a quarter. In the quarter like, oh, in the quarter. Okay. Like Q4, I guess, is what it was. Okay. Um, yeah, in Q4. Okay. That but is. that's a three month span. They have never had a month where they've lost subscribers. Now, to put this in perspective, Netflix went like 15 years before that, or what, 10 years, 12 years. Before they had a month where they were down subscribers, where they had less subscribers mm-hmm. than the month before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Disney again, did in just it, under three years. Well, the, part or of that is Disney, but also part of that is is just overall people backing away from streaming or and or being more. Uh, what's the word? Not just well because you have all these things you have. We were just yeah. talking about Showtime. Right. We have Paramount Plus, HBO yeah. Max. You just you have, have to be all... more intentional with your dollar. Yeah, and then when you see companies, and and you're like, okay, well, look at all this crap that dis that mm-hmm. the Disney Plus has given us, or look at all this crap that Netflix has given us. People aren't just staying on. Right. People are just saying, you know what? I have better pl- places to put my money. I think more people are following my model of like they have their one or two, in my case, three core streaming services yes and then everything else is a rotating scale yeah like i say uh, like a mercenary work yeah. where i'm just like right. oh you have something let me have it end and then i will mercenary pay for it for a month and then i'm done I mean, and then we can do that so yeah i'm never gonna pay for disney i'm not gonna say never again but i'm never gonna pay for disney in the foreseeable future um yeah. i'm not gonna pirate it either though let me put this out there like i have a lot of people who are like oh did you watch andor no i didn't watch andor why not because i don't have a disney plus subscription why don't you just pirate it because that defeats the purpose of not watching it plain and simple uh well technically it's in a technical way but in truth it doesn't it's if a, you're not it is a sacrifice that i'm willing to make oh it no i'm just good. saying like, and i'm saying i'm like the people who oh, said no, i'm just talking about in yeah. general yeah like sure. if, if and again in general if you're not watching it through the where they can get the numbers where they right. can get the money right it's you're still doing i see what you're saying I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're not wanting to give them money and you're still watching it on certain what level, you're not giving them money. I don't want to but, give them my time. Yeah, but, that's, that's fair. I mean, my money is one thing. My time is important. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's fair. Yeah, my my time is what matters, not not you know eight dollars in a month that I can sign up and cancel immediately, um, and have it for for four weeks. No, it is my my it is investing. What was it? Nine hours into a show which you know yeah. disney nine hours or four and a half hours no was into it, a show. it was 12 or was, was it 12 i don't know how well it was 12 episodes well no but but it was like 45 you're right yeah. it's so like to six hours, hours so. you know whatever but was, uh yeah. <laughs> you know but that being said right i uh like with them looking to cut three billion dollars in you know content and, and all that fun stuff I, I think part of the, that is they have to look at what they're doing with disney plus because first they didn't have enough stuff coming out right yeah. and now they have stuff seemingly coming out every few weeks um or month whatever but it's not good yeah and yeah, if you're a person out there who said oh she hawk was really good i really liked it um fuck off no no you can say <laughs> no you can say I she I hulk yeah. i liked it you can't say it was really good yeah because it wasn't yeah yeah i mean here's the thing i like a lot of crap like i oh, really yeah. do we, I, we I, talk about it. we should actually I, do that i enjoy crap movies and television yeah. i really like i watched i bought cutaway with dennis rodman tom berenger and stephen baldwin about a dea agent under going undercover as a skydiver it is a worse version of drop zone with wesley snipes i don't ever remember that movie cut away it was directed dvd when i went to blockbuster i was like oh fuck yeah and then it was on hbo forever (laughs) and i was like yes oh um i think i owned it on vhs actually (laughs) 
this is the thing though with the, with the whole Disney mm-hmm. and I, I was talking to Jess about not just Disney but mm-hmm. the comic book industry and stuff like that. It's you see your numbers going down. Yeah. Unless you're absolutely a freaking idiot, like I mean, and I don't mean that in I I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. You know why you you can if you're intelligent you can look at the data and say okay right. this is where our numbers went down. This is the stuff we gave them, the audience, the consumers, when our numbers started to go down. Gee, why are our numbers going down? What are the people saying about Here, these things? Here's the problem with that argument. These people aren't interested in making money. No, they're, they're interested not. Interested in the their thing. ideology and well, increasing the cult. Otherwise, you the, would not get things like the Big Hero Six, where like Baymax is gay now. You know, like what, what is happening? You know, I, that kind of see, stuff. And this is so. This like, is the thing. And, like the fact that they're it, like, oh, we're gonna explore Luke Skywalker's LGB tendencies. T. Because so this is. Did you say T? No. Oh, you were like tendencies. Oh yeah, tendencies. Um, because what I was gonna say is some idiot wrote a absolute... short story, a, a sanctioned stor- short story where Luke's like, mm, I think that guy's hot. Yeah. So this is the thing. This is a funny thing about this because the people that they're catering to don't purchase their product. No. They, 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 they'll do a tweet on Twitter and that's, that's what these idiots, because again, I don't care if you're built, if you're, you're into this, you know, if you're with Disney, you're an idiot if you're following Twitter. Right. In the sense of when you have five people commending you for doing Mm -hmm. this thing. Right. You're a company that's supposed to be making money and the way you make money when you have a, a properties like Star Wars, like Indiana Jones is make good stories, mm-hmm. is make entertaining stories. And you're not doing that. And that's why you're suffering. And right. I, I did see that they're going to cut over 7,000 jobs. I don't know if that's yeah. in the, this coming fiscal year or, or what. But, yeah, there is a lot going on with Disney because these, yeah. these I, I will say it, these people are idiots because they don't, yeah. they're ignoring what's best for business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's best for business. Thanks, Trips. <laughs> so i yeah here's here's the other thing to think about right is they 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 got marvel and star wars so they could bring more boys to their brand and then yeah. they hired an idiot legit idiot she was a producer on the last airbender which daryl learned today years old and yes I've said it before. I just I don't think you listen to me, um, <laughs> but maybe I'm just blocking out anything to yes, do with that movie. Absolutely, that's fair. But uh, that's no. <laughs> anyway, um, it's the funniest thing she ever did. Uh, it was even funnier than her acting out the opening credit scene of of Last Airbender. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but so Kathleen Kennedy was a producer on the last airbender and someone said, you know what? We should let this person run star Wars. And then she comes out with a forces female shirt. There has never been a shortage of female star Wars fans. Never. Like I've dated so many of them. It was great. Yeah. And and it's like, what do you want to do? Let's watch star Wars again. Great, honey. That sounds fantastic. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's not there's not a short and if you're looking at the like in the movies and in the books yeah strong female characters yeah. i mean like uh we were just talking earlier about sons of anarchy um this yeah. today like i just finished rewatching it it is the most diverse show that was ever on television it it does have a there lot is a of, there is a, a cornucopia of sexualities and races and genders and you know young old there there's half sack who's who's into Gemma you know it's like come on like you, you, and there's, you talk about like how this stuff never existed before now and it's like yeah. um no well no. go back to the original Star Wars right with, you know Star Wars or you Trek? had no well, Star Wars Star Trek yeah like in the 60s yeah well, you know. See, here's the problem: is to these people, and I mean these people, um, yeah. 
history didn't exist until 2016. Yes. Plain and You're simple. 100% correct. Yeah, right. absolutely. Let's move on because I am tired of talking about this stupid Wokas company that destroys and doesn't create. Um, <laughs> all right. Spider-Man Noir live action series in the works from Lord and Miller and Amazon. Oh. Uziel uh, is who co-wrote oh. the Lost City is pinning the series. Which was really fun. I really I enjoyed that, that crap movie. Um, well, one, I, I like Channing Tatum. If you haven't watched Logan Lucky, I highly recommend it. Oh, that, dude. That is, that is hands down his best movie. Um, dude, that movie is so good. And I, it took I, me a while to watch it, but I, I finally watched Sandy it a couple Logan. years ago. Did yeah. you, did you just movie. say cauliflower to me? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Chris Miller and Philip Lord, uh, they're the guys who did the, the Lego movie. They were the guys who got fired from the original version of Solo after they were like three weeks away from rapping. Um, <laughs> oh, I lost money. Yes, Rillos are weird. <laughs> you know. Jimmy Griggs hates Tim Pool. Uh, <laughs> that's how I'm going to end my shows from now on. Rillos are I never weird. knew his last name until now. Solo lost money. Jeremy Griggs is a bald fuck who hates Temple. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's bald. He always has a hat on. Um, Just like Beanie Tim. Right. But I think he did. He's <laughs> finally like admitted he's like like missing the top of his skull there. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Spider-Man Noir. Uh, yes to a live action series. Uh, here's what they need to do. They need to go hire the guy who did all the martial arts in the Mando suit. Yes. To be Spider Nicholas Noir yeah. and then just have Nicolas Cage do the voice. 100% on. I am absolutely on board with that. Right? Absolutely. Right? I um, just can't see that character with. Uh, sorry, that's yeah. Nicolas Cage's character. And then, yes. yeah, like you said, get the guy that does the Mando yep. stuff. Yep. So. The. The he's actual, the, he's the the, I think he's the taller black guy yeah, of the two because like there, mm -hmm. there, there's a little height disparity between the him and the gunslinger, and then mm -hmm. yeah. there's a height disparity between those two and old puffy face. So, um, <laughs> anyway, and old okay. Joel. <laughs> so Amazon and Sony, 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 Amazon and Sony have a whole like arachna empire planned according to this article for spider-man and his amazing friends as they like to say and it's funny because they say whose rights reside at sony sony owns part of the character not just the rights mm -hmm. so uh we're gonna get uh silk a series based on silk called silk spider society um from the walking dead showrunner angela kang uh i know they're talking about uh Daniel Kalua, is that how you say that? Yeah, as Spider Punk, which uh, I don't, I don't, see I don't know that. if I see that. One, I, I don't that see guy that. does not like. I look, I don't look at him in any role that he's been in and think this dude screams everything you need for punk rock. Um, plus, I don't think I, he can get to be wiry enough to play Spider Punk. Yeah. Well, um, wait a minute. He's going to be the voice of Spider Punk. Uh, okay, yeah, he's going to be okay, the voice okay. of Spider Punk. Okay, okay. So, uh, okay, I thought they were doing a show. Never mind, I, I misread that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm interested to see what uh, what Amazon can do and how they can ruin yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> I really hope Amazon does a good job. I, hey, I, I hope they follow the don't, don't Lord of the Rings up our Spider Man. <laughs> No, that's what I was gonna say. I hope they follow the Reacher slash Terminal, terminal list, list slash peripherals and boys type stuff, yeah. and not go the Lord of the Rings. You mentioned Peripheral; it got picked up for a second season. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We need to finish yeah. the first season though. Um, yeah. Oh, so Oren Uzel did. Uh, he did the first Mortal Kombat, or he did the twenty twenty one Mortal Kombat, where the uh, the good guy had literal plot armor. <laughs> Seriously, that was his super. No, he, he like, yeah, he did. He, he, he absolutely could, did. He could make a an armor over his chest, He Man style. His and then yeah. like get like Billy clubs, 
and um and yeah yeah so. and his and his daughter was his cornerman and she just kept saying throw the uppercut right and that happened to be his uh his fatality move yeah so yeah. I don't why they didn't just do Johnny Cage. I I have no idea. Ah, uh, because then they would have had to pay Daniel Piscina a shit ton of money. Yeah, but they, I I think they said they might do him and like bring him in the sequel. Did it make? Oh. An, well, I guess it was it was direct to. No, they're gonna they're that. doing a, yeah they're yeah okay. they're doing another one. I feel like that that movie did not cost a lot of money, so no, they it could definitely like it. yeah. Yeah, um, they're and again. So as far as the spider, yeah, because they take Tony claims the spider universe has more than 900 characters. Cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Anyway. But right. yeah, like if, oh. you, if they do what you, you said, Nicolas Cage is the voice, mm -hmm. the Mando stunt guy as mm -hmm. the yep. under the suit. I am all in. Yep. hundred yep. percent. Um, if you can't do him, I don't know who to get. Just get a good stunt guy who can like fight, do like cool, believable hand to hand shit. Yes. All right. Last uh, last news bite. Yellowstone spinoff. Gee, when have we heard about a Yellowstone spinoff lately? Um, Yellowstone spinoff with Matthew McConaughey. Wait, McConaughey? McConaughey. 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 Red light. Um, <laughs> in talks amid report of Kevin Costner's uncertain future. Um, I can't imagine Kevin Costner's going to walk away from Yellowstone. Well, what was that I read that he, it well or I think a few months ago it, it was the rumor something about his wife upset that you know, he's been gone all this time but then I, this was a couple of days ago they were talking about he he wanted he was causing issues because he wanted only 45 days or something like that to shoot and then they took off for break and he only wanted to stay a week to finish some uh, drama yeah. I don't know if this is just this is just trying to get more money. I, I, because I know he's supposed he's do, filming his own series or something. Or he's doing his own thing up. for National Geographic yeah. about like his yeah, the, ranch the in Yellowstone Montana, or in um, okay like um, Colorado or Wyoming. Sorry, he's in Wyoming. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's whatever. So uh, here's the thing, though: you could kill him off, and you could bring McConaughey as like his his like brother. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and like do like the whole like legal battle over who owns the ranch now yeah it'd be very interesting um plus well, you could have matthew mcconaughey walk in and walk into the room and be like all right all right all right green light <laughs> <laughs> green lights green lights red light yeah but the fact that you know, I'm gonna Taylor listen Sheridan. to that again that's a good book yeah i haven't i haven't listened I mean, to that in a while he's I think kind I of a, a, a hippie idiot but like still, yeah. it was yeah. uh, it was yeah. a good book. Uh, his his but, life is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and again, he again, just, like you said, he's a hippie idiot. But he has some good lessons in there. That and that's the thing, you know, separating the fact that you have good lessons despite your proclivities for putting your foot in your mouth. So the way the season five mid mid season finale was, is mm -hmm. I could definitely see them. Like if they really want, if Kevin Costner really wants to step a, step away, right? They can kill him at the end of season five, and that well, they would have they would have to introduce the 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 quadrupled like sixes or whatever the six 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 ranch. Um, you could you could have that first half of that season running in parallel because a lot of the characters are going down that way. And then you had Jimmy from the first three seasons or first four seasons down at that that ranch now. So you could bring in Matthew McConaughey to to lead up the quad quad six, quadruple sixes, whatever, and then go from there. Like and and like seamlessly like drop yell the flagship Yellowstone and move into the the next the only other show that's in present day. Okay. So um it would be tricky and it would be hard, but I think having Matthew McConaughey on board, but you're going to have to lock him down for like five seasons. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to have to like, and I'm not saying that Taylor Sheridan can't do it, but like, you're going to have to, to, you know, keep that going. Um, where it's creatively fulfilling enough for him. So anyway, 
Um, I mean, that's a quick one. I don't think we there's much more to really worry about there until we know more. No, yeah, I, we need to get back into Yellowstone or the series. Well, eighteen eighty three. Yeah. That's where we started. But yeah, we'll be watching all of the Yellowstone in nineteen twenty three. This and yeah. the original. So yeah. we watched. But, um, we watched the first episode of eighteen eighty three and didn't really care for it. Yeah. Um. So anyway. All right, let's move on to the May. Uh, what did to, she do? She shot the freaking hold on, hold doctor. On, hold on, let me let me let me say <laughs> something real quick. To quote Mark Henry, "It's time for the main event." Do they still say that? Yeah, in, it's on great. Like he gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do a virtual interview with two people that was pre-taped most of the time. And say, now it's time for the main event. It's amazing. It's like that's why you work as hard as he did to get yeah. that job, and basically, like you know, get to travel around. Like I mean, he's a producer and everything too, but like you know, and, and a booker, he to travel around and like just live with the wrestlers and do that shit. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, yeah. uh, here we are, episode four, season one. Um, Oh crap, I did not change this. Okay. Um, oh. um, so this is called Please Hold My Hand, uh, directed by Jeremy Webb, written by Craig Mazan, uh, aired last Friday. Traveling through Missouri. Can we say Missouri? Sure. <laughs> Tra- <laughs> traveling through Missouri on their way to Wyoming, Joel and Ellie take a necessary see, I feel like it's an unnecessary detour through the ruins of Kansas City where they are ambushed by bandits. Those weren't bandits, though. They are revolutionaries. Um, Joel kills two of them, but a third overpowers him and nearly strangles him to death before Ellie saves him by shooting the man with Frank's pistol. More bandits, led by Kathleen, find the bodies, Kathleen believing Joel and Ellie are in contact with the man she seeks, named Henry, Henry, orders a manhunt. Joel and Ellie bond and they let her keep and oh and he lets her keep the pistol. He did, did he? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Kathleen's second in command, Perry, who is the voice of Joel in the game. Um shows, No, actually he's the voice of Tommy. Oh, sorry, voice of Tommy, you're right. The voice yeah. of Tommy in the game. Shows her a room with something growing underground. But Kathleen orders him to conceal it until they find Henry. That's not gonna end that's not gonna end well for the people of Kansas City. Not even a little bit. Um, until they can scout a way out of the city, they sleep in a high-rise apartment for the night. They awaken to find Henry and his brother Sam holding them at gunpoint. So what is the... Out of five unlikely warlords. I have it as two and a half. Two, okay. I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. I uh and yeah. why why did yeah, you... it wasn't bad yeah so hold on it's I my two and a half is it it was okay I really really enjoyed the I almost said Pedro the Joel and Ellie moments the revolutionary part was particularly with Kathleen was. It, it just sucks something out of the episode for me. Uh, but I am glad that we're finally back with Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. And even though we're going to get another side story in the coming future, I don't know when, but we're going to get another side story sometime yeah. soon. Yes. It'll probably be episode eight. Um, yeah. So I, I, I obviously like this better than last week's because this again, mm-hmm. move the story on. I, am uh beyond the point where i quit playing the game <laughs> so mm-hmm. um i liked i li- i really liked uh seeing what a a city rotting looks like what we got to see um with with Kansas City in this case and um i i liked I liked how intentional Joel was with everything he did until they got to the city. And it made me think like maybe he's so used to like 
slipping in and out and being underground that he just assumes he can do that everywhere he goes. Um, because my thought is you avoid major cities. Um, yes. Especially when you roll in and things are blocked. Um, it's like, you know, you can go around like, um, cause he was like talking like, well, we're going to back up and go to the next exit. And it's like, dude, you're in a four by four. Just go up the ramp right there on the side. Like, yeah. You know what, what are you doing? So it, it was that, um, but the, the moments between, you know, Joel and Ellie, I think really added to this episode because like you said, they finally bonded. Um, we finally got, got like some relationship building with them. Um, and this is the first time I think Bella Ramsey has had to really act in this show. Um, instead of just being a brat the entire time, like when she shot that guy and she didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought I like, you know, I, I thought, I think a three is a, is a very fair score. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it is. So. And <clears throat> this does bold well for me. Mm-hmm. Potentially I should say, because they could always mess it up. But as far as this is a story of Joel. The Last of Us mm-hmm. is a story of Joel and Ellie. Regardless of what people say, that's what the game is. Yes, you can say that it's you know, if you go out the sixty-four thousand view, it's like how, right. your relationships and love and sacrifice and all that stuff. But it's about Joel and Ellie. Right. That's why we played the game. That's why the first game was so so beloved, almost from Sea to Shining Sea. Right. The reason the second game was not beloved because they lost that track so what i'm seeing here in this show is it looks like they're on that track of the first game and really paying attention to this joel and ellie Mm -hmm. episode three notwithstanding and you know the you know off the kind of like with what joel did with when you know they went you know tried to do the backtracking Mm -hmm. it's i'm hoping and and i i agree with you with bella ramsey I thought she did a great job here. There was there were some good moments of acting where she wasn't speaking. It was she was just doing it with emoting her emoting, which again I, I think a lot and I I complain about this a lot in modern television and movies that everybody has to cry to show emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a situation where she had to where you understand why she did that. It wasn't just. Oh, let me cry to show that I'm uh, I'm emotion. It's because her character was. Who knows what's going through her head at what she's 14 years old and she shoots something. No, she doesn't kill him. Right. But she's still like, and Joel even says that he says you didn't kill him, but you shouldn't have to hurt somebody like that. And I I thought that that scene right there and, you know, they, they had some interspersed with jokes and her, uh, some of her, uh, (laughs) <laughs> oh man some of her jokes are hilarious yeah. like she was reading the oh book. the joke book was like pretty funny it was um, great yeah yeah um so every i yeah. think most stuff with them in this episode points towards it's putting everything in the right direction not only just focusing on them for this but also seeing how their relationship is blossoming and you can see the threads of connection right. forming yeah yeah, I, I I can I can see that. Um, yeah, I I think, you know, <laughs> it's funny because you have you have these characters that they introduce, and so she is uh, Kathleen. Sorry, she is a new character, right? She wasn't in the game, right? Um, she's the governor. Yeah, Plain and so. look, we're, we're talking about acting. And I know actors are supposed to be able to put on different faces, but like we know as coaches, certain actors can't do everything. And I have no, I have no problem with this actress because I've seen her in other stuff and she's been fine. If you're talking about in a post-apocalyptic world, looking at her, and I don't mean just from a physical standpoint, I mean from an aura standpoint, right? 
Okay, hold on. Before like you you get to your point, like is this your point? Or are you basing this off of like we were what we were reading online earlier? No, I no, come on now. I I I. <laughs> no, I mean it's a fair second. question because you pointed that out to me, and like I, you know, I didn't even like my mind doesn't go there necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it went yeah, there while I, we were I, uh, talking about it, but like yeah. I think. Well, um, I look at stuff like that. Sure. Like for example, again, take away all the tattoos. Mm-hmm. You put Rhea Ripley, even with her longer hair in that situation, mm-hmm. even if she was dressed like that, she has that aura of badassery. And yeah, take yeah, we I know we know her from wrestling and all that stuff, but she carries that. And other actors do that too. Mm-hmm. I just don't see this actress. I've seen and again, it's some of the stuff I've seen her in. Like I said, she's done fine. She's not a bad actress no. at all. That's she did a great show with Mark Duplass, who was Pete on the league. Um, on HBO called Togetherness, and I highly recommend everyone watch that yeah. show. Yeah, and, and so. again, that's one of those things. I I understand that this is a show, and you have to suspend disbelief in certain things. Some things just stand out so much, and then some of the decisions she made, which just made things even worse. Mm-hmm. And I said that when we were watching it, okay. and it, as you as you all can see, the title of the show is "She Shot the Freaking Doctor." <laughs> You, you know the the kind of the most important people in the uh, in the apocalypse, right? Are the yeah. doctor and the person who is like a horticulturist. Yes, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, those are the two people that you need the most. So yeah, and then you go with like for other stuff. You like engineers and you know think if you want power and and but like initially you have to have a doctor because shit happens and. You need to get fixed up. And then right. horticulture, right. like you said, you can grow shit. Yeah. And the fact that she kills the doctor because he doesn't give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. Who's going to follow her after she does that? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's. It, it that That's the thing that bugs it. That was the thing that brought the episode down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And part of it, I wanted to see. Yeah, I just, I just, again, I really like, and I could give this just for the Joel and Ellie stuff. I, I, I would definitely give it a three plus. Yeah, it's just some of the stuff with this, and and yeah. also, by the way, I know you talked about it, like where you just said how seeing a city in decay. Yeah, the visuals st- are, are continually. Still doing a great bang up job with the visuals. It's such a lived in, it's such a visually lived in world, right? Um, There's nothing about it that's clean. There's nothing about it. Like, even even in, you know, (laughs) the QZ, right? Like, you would think, like, okay, maybe like, yeah, it's still fucking dirty. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I like this show. I want to see. I want to see what happens. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm excited for Sunday. Um, by the way, it's going to be available on Friday, starting on Friday. So, I mean, you're listening to this on Sunday, so like the new episode has been out for a couple days. Actually, if you didn't know, um, because of the Super Bowl, like they're not mm-hmm. skipping a week; they're just making it available starting on Friday. Yeah. So, which is smart idea. Which is so the we'll 10th, be watching it so, tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. we'll be watching it tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, I you know I I think uh, this little tiff that that Melanie Linsky had with uh, Adrian Curry was a little disingenuous, kind of on both their parts. Um, I get what Adrian Curry is saying. Um, I also think Melanie Linsky's response is, "I don't need to be muscly. That's what henchmen are for." So how about I don't need to be muscly? That's what men are for, yeah. you know. Also, like, <laughs> again, it, it's it's fine if you showed a trait from her why people would follow her, and yeah. and again, maybe they might, maybe part of her story is told in that, uh, this next episode, and you're like, yeah. okay, that's why these people follow her. That could absolutely be it, and yeah, you know, be like, oh, mea culpa, mea culpa. However, uh, just from a strictly visual standpoint. There is nothing about her that I saw or nothing about her that she acted. And I don't mean talking tough yeah. or anything, because, again, when you have to be act like you're tough in that situation, that's how you lose. Mm-hmm. That's how you lose respect quickly, because right. people will end up seeing that you're not tough. It's about the charisma more than being tough. Yeah. 
And so we, we might see it. We might see it. I'm just saying, like, from what I saw this episode, I didn't see it. Yeah. So. So. But, you know, I, I, just, I just think, you know, she's a good actress. She's a, yeah, you know, she she's a that guy of the female actressing world. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, it's like I've seen her in, in everything. I, and people don't like all, like, you know, I think most people probably know her from Two and a Half Men. Um. And if you watch Two and a Half Men, unsubscribe right now. We don't want your view. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? Uh, was that Good Girls? She... Oh, she's in that Yellow Jacket series as well. Oh, is she? Okay. So um, so I clicked on the link for the picture. She's gorgeous. I think she's hot. Oh, yeah. She's hot. I've, yeah. Well, I've always yeah. thought she's hot. Um, I, I do think her argument, like the, the you know, it, Adrian Curry's thing says Adrian Curry actually compliments it how beautiful she is. Um, and she, Which I didn't see it first. Right. Yeah. And she didn't put that in her like response. She cut, she literally just cut that out and it's like, mm, okay. Like both of you are being kind of petty. Fine. I get it. But at the same time, like stop, like just stop. Like she's, she, yeah. she has the look she has because that's what her body is. She's a good actress. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting thing is she did what she did and eventually these people are going to turn on her, especially yeah. if Perry ever like, you know, uh, grows a sack and it's like, Hey, by the way, there's a whole group of, uh, what do they call them? Clickers underneath the floor. <laughs> yeah. There's a little more than that. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, is this like the big monster? Yeah, that, that is, uh, like you said, you said it already. It's not going to end well for those no. people. It's not going to end well. Yeah. So. Anyway, anyway. But anyway. you're, but like you said, I'm, I, I have, I had my reservations about this show because of what we know about the backstage stuff and, you know, we, well, what we know about Hollywood in general. But this, the one thing I liked is for the, and this is why this is good is because they, for the most part, stuck to the primary... They understand the game, the the first game. And they said, even even Cuckman, who is a big part of this, he is sticking true to a lot of what this for the first Last of Us was. Yes, yeah. they make changes here and there, and all the changes aren't great from a storytelling perspective, particularly last week, which on its own was a good story yeah. just not for this series right now so i i we have what five episodes left yeah well four and a filler well four yeah four and a filler <laughs> so i <laughs> no you're right it's it's yeah. going to be that it's a seven episode series like you do so. not have to watch anything but the last minute of when billy met frank you're right. No, you 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 wouldn't miss anything. Nothing. You really would. You you miss you would. nothing about it. It you should have been not. DLC. I said it last week. They should have yeah, that, that was a. They should have showed a, a little. They should have shown a little bit of it and said, "Would you like to see more?" Starship Trooper style. <laughs> Scan this code. Buy the episode. Anyway, you All know right. they're oh, somebody's going to start doing that. Somebody's Good, they should. I hope they do. Yeah. And and when like let's start it let's let's just start a company that does that anyway all right um yeah so on that note anything else you want to add nothing much just that you and for those of the fans that are you know like you you like following uh, or rooting for sociopathic protagonists uh, season four part one of part one of season four of you just came out tonight cool or it came out on Thursday so. Cool. It's only five episodes, and then the second part is out in March. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, well, I was looking up the Melanie Linsky thing on Twitter, and Eddie Kingston was trending. Okay. And uh, he has a tweet. Side note, since we need to see his world champ three times within an hour and a half, when it's a two-hour show, fuck Ortiz, fuck House of Black, and fuck the roster, born a line. You meant to say alone, Eddie, you fat fuck. Die alone. I tried. I don't need anyone, including Mox and Penta. Fuck everyone, especially the pillars. And I am tweeting right now, and why we do this, I didn't know you were still on the roster. <laughs> I 
and reply. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, someone replied, I thought fat people were jolly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> so, um, this has been fun. I'm glad I have my voice back and I could like fully participate and I'm going to have a voice tomorrow because last week I was like, oh God, I was hurting so bad. Any, anywho. All right. Um, yeah. So the last of us, obviously it's out early. You've probably already seen it. Um, instead of having to wait till tonight, we'll be back next week to talk about that and, and whatever else pops up. I think we have an interesting plan here where maybe we're going to pick something that's really bad that we love. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to do Hudson Hawk, even though that is my favorite guilty pleasure bad movie. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right, D. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go because I've got a cave to go kayak in this weekend. So, yeah, buddy. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.